Hello, babes, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. I'm super excited for you to meet our guest today. I have with us today Sarah Howard, and she is super cool. So we met in a group program that we did together, um, and I'm just obsessed with her business, and I had to have her on. So I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to share with us, and then obviously follow her and figure out all the coolness that she does, because I'm obsessed. So hi, Sarah. Hi. How are you? Oh, man. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm super, super excited, and I cannot wait to hear your story. So why don't you start us off, tell us about a little bit about yourself, um, what you are doing, and how things are going, and a little bit about your story of where you, or of how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so my name is Sarah Howard. Um, I don't know why I emphasize my last name. <laughs> Um, I currently live in Oregon with my husband and we have two Jack Russell Terriers and we have 19 chickens. Chickens! Yes, we got chickens. They're, they're a blast. I love them. Uh, some lessons learned there though. (laughs) That's a different story. Anyways, um, I'm a sustainable living coach. So I also help beginner gardeners. I help DIYers, you know, really learn how to live more sustainably wherever they are. Um, as far as like my story of like how I got to where I am today. uh, It's a, it's a fun one. Yeah. Not always fun. Not always fun in like the moment, but you know, looking back on it, I know that everything that happened to me, everything that I've experienced has led me to where I am today. So like I grew up um, with primarily my mom, my sisters, my grandma, uh, my mom and my dad divorced when I was probably six or seven years old, and he, um, we're still kind of kind of close. We didn't really fully develop like a huge relationship. So I actually, over the last couple of years, have been working through some abandonment um, mm-hmm. struggles and feeling of worthiness and not being good enough and all of that. And throughout my childhood, I. Um, I spent a lot of the time kind of in the shadows of everyone else, just really, really wanting to fit in, really, really wanting to be accepted. How I like to refer to it is I wore a ton of masks growing up. I wore a green mask, you know, for group A, a blue mask for group blue, group B or whatever. And I did whatever I could, acted however I had to act, dressed however I had to dress, just to be accepted by someone. just so that someone would accept me. And a lot of the times it was with me not being true to who I was, me not, you know, feeling good, but knowing that I had to do this or else I would be judged or I would be rejected or I would be abandoned or, you know, whatever the case was. And I spent a lot, if not all of my childhood like that. I had a few friends that did stick with me from the very beginning, but I still didn't feel like I was enough. I still felt that I had to pretend to be someone that I wasn't. And it came with a lot of bullying. It came with a lot of abuse. Um, I had a lot of trauma growing up. So just a lot of stuff, um, you know, just kind of like a backstory of like what I grew up with as a, as a kid. And during all of this, like I lost, I lost who I was. I lost who 
Sarah was. I lost what she liked, what she loved, what drove her. Like I just became so numb to my surroundings. I became so numb to everything. I bottled up my emotions until, you know, they exploded. And when they exploded, they really freaking exploded. And then I, I bottle them up again. And for the longest time, I didn't know who I was. And then I, I just, I kept going through the motions. I kept wearing the different masks. I kept doing whatever I wanted or needed to do. And then in I think it was like 2016, 2017, I met a group of people I had become a part of an MLM company that my aunt introduced me to. Um, and I met some amazing women in that MLM company. And these women, they started a book club and we had read um, the book of the month or, yeah, the book of the month was John C. Maxwell's The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And that book was my very first personal development book. That was the very first personal development anything that I'd ever been uh, introduced to because before then it was like Harry Potter or yeah. crime mystery novels or, you know, like all of those like fantasy fiction and like not in this real world uh, situation, something that I could just dive into and just get lost in. But this book really, really made me... Um, dig into who I am, dig into my passions, dig into what it is that I liked. It really got me thinking about my purpose, thinking about my passions, thinking about my gifts. And it really opened up my eyes to just this whole big world around me. Yeah. And it opened my eyes to how much I was missing because I was just constantly numb because I wasn't allowing myself to feel, I wasn't allowing people to get close to me because I've been, I've been dealing with rejection for so long that I just, I figured it was safer for me to just put up the walls, put up the blinders and just go about my day to day. And in 2017, we, we read that book. I am so happy I read it with a group because they really helped me open up and really helped me really kind of read through like the lines of that book, if that makes any sense, you know, yeah, to really, to really get more out of it. And then after that, I was introduced to a couple of coaches, uh, the coach that we have the program with, and I started getting introduced to like the coaching world. And before that, I'm just like, I, I never knew what like online coaching was. I never knew that this thing existed. Online businesses were like a total, like, wait, what is this? Yeah. And just over the last few years, like I, um, I've dove further and further into personal development, further and further into <sighs> discovering who I am. Yeah. I want to, I want to take a minute and I want to thank you for sharing that because that's for so many of us, that's our story. That's my story. Yeah. That's many, many, many of my listeners' story. And, you know, neither one of us are associated with an MLM anymore, but there's beauty in that community. There's beauty in um, those introductions to a brand new world. My very first book was Mastering Your Mean Girl. Mm. And it changed my fucking life. 
it changed my entire life. And it's such a beautiful thing to be open to something new um, and allowing it to do that for you. That's just so beautiful. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, that, that book, like it just, you know, the 15 available laws of growth, it just really changed my mind. There's, there's two passages that I still remember to this day. And one is later is one of those dream killers. And then another one is, um, I'm going to botch this one because I don't remember it word for word, but it's something like not living to your full potential to your purpose is like dying with the music still inside of you. Yeah. And he was talking about how someone's father really, really wanted to be a musician, but he didn't feel good enough. He didn't feel like he could really do it. And so he died with the music still inside of him. He didn't allow the world to see his gifts. And that even just talking about it right now just gives me chills. Right. Because after that, over the last few years, like I've really been digging into my passions and I remembered my love. I mean, I knew I loved the outdoors. I've been an outdoors girl ever since I was a freaking kid. Mud puddles, chasing my sisters with worms, uh, you know, just like digging in the mud, getting dirty, getting my hands into the ground. And I remembered my childhood dream that I had when I was a little girl of owning a farm and being out in the country in the middle of nowhere and having the animals and the garden, being able to take care of all this stuff. And I lost that as a kid. I lost that growing up. I lost a lot from society and from having to confine myself to the expectations of other people and thinking that I had to do everything for everyone else and to please everyone and that I couldn't take a break or I couldn't take time for myself. And, um, it really just the last few years I've been doing a lot of the inner work and just, um, slowly, but surely learning who I am. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I think, you know, for many of my listeners, they followed my journey for a long time. And I always talk about the fucking shoulds and how they, they rob us as little girls, how we should dress, how we should act, how we should be, what we should do. And then that, that it wrecks our, it wrecks who we are at our core because our parents did what they knew to be or what they believed to be best for us, but they wanted better for us than they had. And I think accidentally they squashed us a little bit, like do these things and you will be okay and have these expectations that I didn't have, or they put expectations on us so that we could achieve more than they did. And what ended up happening is our little souls were crushed in the, in the midst of the shoulds in the midst of society. And I love that you bring up, um, who you wanted to be as a little girl, because I will often ask my clients when you were eight years old, what did you want to be? Yeah. Cause that little girl still exists. And we, we just forget her. You know, I wanted to be a teacher always. I always wanted to be a teacher. I would like, I had an easel and I would teach my stuffies and, uh, you know, then real life set in. And, um, but here I am teaching again, 
in such a beautiful way, in such an empowering way. But it speaks to that, that we are who we've always been. We just lose her. And so I love, I love, love, love that you found her again. So let's talk a little bit more about your business because you like skipped over it, but it is kind of the coolest thing ever. So can you please tell everybody exactly what you do? Yeah. So I, I teach beginner gardeners. Like I teach people how to start a garden. I teach people how to preserve their food. I teach people how to repurpose things, how to live off the land. But the thing about my business that I really freaking love is I teach you how you can do this no matter where you're at. You can be in an apartment. You can be in the middle of the mountains, in the middle of nowhere. You can be in the city. You could be in a house. You could be anywhere. And I love that I get to teach and show people how they can bring the the sense of self-sustainability or self-reliancy, whatever term resonates with you most, to where you're at. Because if you have always, you know, dreamed like me of living on a farm or living in the country, but that's not possible for you right now, I want you to know there are things that you can do right where you're at to bring a sense of that lifestyle into your own home. I started this in an apartment before I even realized that like sustainable living in an apartment was a thing. I actually didn't have that like aha moment until after I started my business, um, you know, because I, I had been doing it. I had been preserving my food. I had been making my own products. I've been sewing and crocheting and having container gardens and all this stuff. So there are so many ways you don't need the land. You don't need the space. You don't need the animals. I'm bringing in a new sense of the term sustainability and the team, the term of self-reliancy to mm-hmm. the planet. And it's, it's amazing um, because I love teaching people how they can do this. And I think right now, especially is a really, really important time for this because, you know, with all of us stuck at home and having like nothing to do, I mean, I know some places are starting to reopen, but we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know if there's going to be another food shortage or another toilet paper shortage or anything like that. And if you can do even just the littlest thing, if you can have even just one of these skills that I teach, you're going to be more prepared than ever for any type of pandemic like this. And this is something that like, I realized, I didn't realize really how big my mission was until this pandemic hit. Because I'm sitting here, like I have my cupboards and I have shelves stocked full of canned foods. We could literally live off of everything that we have for three months. Which is incredible. It's incredible. And I, I wanted to speak to that as well, because as someone who, <laughs> I used to joke that if it didn't tell me it was hungry, it wasn't going to make it. And like plants <laughs> fall in there. Like the kids say I'm hungry. The dogs tell me they're hungry. If you don't tell me, you're just not going to make it. And (laughs) there's only one of me. But this year, with I mean, my husband and I have been talking about it for a while, about how, A, food prices are just ridiculous and, and, you know, none of it's local. We struggle to get local produce all year year long. Um, The quality of the imported produce for us isn't very great. And so we have talked about wanting to start a vegetable garden and I wasn't quite ready because I was really afraid it wasn't going to make it. (laughs) Yeah. 
And this year we did. And we did because it's important for us to know that we are self-reliant, that we can feed our children um, amidst anything. And we know where our food is coming from. It's real important. And, you know, you're teaching people to be self-reliant, but you're also empowering them to take control of their lives again. Because a lot of people don't believe that they can be in control of what they eat, of where it comes from. Uh, they, they don't, we weren't conditioned that way growing up. You went to the grocery store and you purchased food. That's what you did. Yep. And you're empowering people who live in condos, who live in apartments, who have backyards like me to be able to grow their own food and to then in turn teach their children self-sustainability. And then it's natural for their kids when they're growing up knowing that we, we, can, we can do this on ourselves. So I just think it's so, I think what you do is so powerful. I think it's underrated in, in a lot of ways and a lot of people, the self-sustainability part until now. I think it was underrated. We'll just go to the grocery store. Oh, I don't have a tomato. I'll go to the grocery store. And then now we have to stand in line for 45 minutes to go to the grocery store. You better believe that's not what people want to do. Oh, right. You know, and you're giving them an alternative. And I just, I, I really just think it's amazing. And I really hope my garden survives. And then I can say that you helped me with that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I want to, you know, that, that sparked a, you know, I thought too, like there's so many people that are afraid to start because, you know, they haven't had success with plants in the past. You know, they've killed everything inside. They've overwatered, underwatered, burned them in the sun, you know, whatever your circumstance is. All of the above. Want, yeah. I want to tell you something. Me too. Me too, girl. Like I've been gardening for over 10 years. I, I have never, ever had a perfect garden season. I've already killed some of my cilantro this year because I forgot that it doesn't like heat. Yeah. You know, and it's, sometimes it just takes trial and error. You just got to try it. And if you are really, really struggling, reach out to someone that knows what they're doing yeah. and, or follow someone that knows what they're doing. You'll learn because it definitely is something that pretty much everyone can do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just like with many other things in life, it takes repetition, practice, perseverance. Guaranteed you didn't learn how to drive a car your very first try. If yeah. you did, heck freaking yes. But most of us, I, I don't know how many times I almost threw my, my mom through like her seatbelt because it hit the brakes instead of the gas or, yeah. you know, so uh, same thing with riding a bike. You know, you start with training wheels and then once you get the training wheels, you, you stumble for a little bit. You might fall a few times. You know, it's the same thing with gardening. You just got to try it. And the biggest piece of advice I can give with that, start small. Yep, I got yep. too ambitious one year. And we're not going to talk about the 500 seedlings that I killed. Oh my goodness. So, yes. I, uh, <laughs> we picked like five different vegetables yes. and I was like, that's it. We got to stop there. I don't know what's going to happen. Perfect. <laughs> like We're just gonna, we got some lettuce, we've got some peppers, we've got some tomatoes. And that's like, we, someone gave us a, a seedling for, um, cucumbers and somebody gave us a seedling for spinach. So let's hope for those five things. Perfect. It's so funny, but you're right. It's trial and error. It's like anything else. I mean, 
And it is, it can be tricky for someone like me who's intimidated by it, right? Do they need more water? Do they need less water? Do they need shade? Do they need sun? But those babies are my babies now. You better believe I'm out there making sure that they're okay because it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing. It's like raising, I don't really want to, like a plant isn't my kid, but I give it love and attention like I do my children because- mm-hmm. They're my babies and I want to eat them. Not yes. my actual babies that came out super weird, but I want to eat my like little cucumber babies. I get, I get what you mean. I, I am out there with my plants every single day talking to them and just like looking at them and making sure they're okay. Yeah. So there's yeah. so much pride in it. I think it's so great. I really, really do think it's super, super great. Um, all right, we're going to switch her back to the self-love stuff because I really, really love your story and I love all the work that you're, you've done, yet you and I are the same. We never stop learning. We never stop growing. We never stop evolving. So what is one limiting belief that continues to come up for you even after all the work you've done? And um, what do you do to change the story in your head? First thing that came to mind, as much as I hate to admit it, because I've been working on this for what seems like forever, but yeah, is that I'll never be enough. Yeah. Is that um, no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, there's going to be someone that isn't going to like me. And there's going to be rejection. And I'm just, I'm not going to be enough for someone. And I got to remind myself that. I no longer have to please every damn person on this planet. Nope. Like I, uh, I did that for most of my life. I'm done doing that. It's time that I get a chance to shine. It's time that I get a chance to speak my truth, to share my story, to do what I want to do. And if you are out there trying to constantly please everyone, you're going to start spinning your head in circles. You're going to start not remembering what you told this person, what you told that person. You're going to start continuing to wear all of these different masks. And I go back to the time where I was just so exhausted wearing all of those masks yeah. and so exhausted trying to fit in. And I remind myself, it's okay to be me and to not be liked. And so that's the shoulds. That's in the should realm, right? Who are we trying to be enough for? At the end of the day, what really matters? Does it matter what Jenna on Instagram gives a shit? Like who the the fuck gives a shit what some chick on Instagram or Facebook thinks? But as entrepreneurs, we internalize that. But you're right. What matters is what you think. And what matters is that you feel good enough for you. And when you speak your truth, what happens, Sarah? When you are authentically you, what happens? Oh, everything is so easy. It's, it's so easy. easy because you and, don't have to think. And did you not crush a huge goal last month being authentically you? Oh, shit, girl. <laughs> right? Yes. Right? Yes. And those are the moments that we hold on to, right? Where we like step into that moment of truth where you just know this is me. And what happens? The right fucking people come to us. Uh, it's giving me chills. Yes. Because like- it's fact. It's fact. <clears throat> you have proof of it. And that's what you need to put 
on your freaking affirmation board, <laughs> when I am me, I, I excel, right? Yeah. When we are who we authentically are and when we show up authentically in our truth, the people that we have to think about whether or not they like us, we don't actually give a shit where they are or what they're doing because we are, we, uh, we're attracting the right people. And um, for my listeners who aren't in business, this is also in your personal life. Mm-hmm. If you are just you, that little eight-year-old girl who's working her way out, back out to the surface, you're going to find the truest of relationships in your life. You're going to find the, the, the most authentic truth that you are. And when that exists, that's where the magic happens. And it's ironic because it's the hardest fucking thing to do. The hardest thing to do on this journey to self-love is be who you are, truly who you are, not give a shit what Jen on Instagram thinks or fucking Ashley on Facebook thinks or that girl you went to high school with who just added you as a friend or, you know, that person who messaged you on Instagram and you're like, is this a legit message or are they like, are they toying with me? We let that our minds take us to these places where we believe we're not enough. and it's bullshit because we've always been enough, regardless of our circumstances, regardless of where we come from, regardless of where we are in this exact moment, you are worthy and enough as you are. That's 100%. who we are, right? Yeah. Who we are and, and what, we lo- what we desire is we're worthy of it and we're enough. And I just think, I, j- I said I loved your story like 47 times, but I'm gonna say it 48 <laughs> because it's so relatable. Your story is so relatable because the majority of us have the same version of that story. We'll be what we think people want us to be. We'll show up the way we think people want us to show up and it just becomes habit. And then when we try to release those habits and form new habits in our truest form, it's fucking hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I'm so proud of you for sharing your story. Thank you. I love that. All right. One last question. The big question. Are you ready? Give it to me. (laughs) What is the one thing that you are most proud of on your journey to self-love? I am most proud of the fact that no matter how hard things got, I didn't give up on myself. Yes, girl. Because... Can I share a quick story? Yes, please. I'll try and keep it quick. No, just tell us your story. Um, So I started Project, I officially started Project Homestead last year. March 15th, 2019 is when I officially started. Here's the thing. I had the idea for this business a year before that. I let my fear, my insecurities, and all that bullshit get in the way. But during that year in 2018, I was still working on myself. I was still working through my old stories and my limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. 2019 hit, I hired my first coach and I made some massive, massive fucking leaps. Yeah. I dove further and further into the inner work, but I kept saying, or I kept thinking to myself, I'm doing all of this work yet. So-and-so is still surpassing me. Mm-hmm. You know, all these ladies, all of these women that I took these programs with, 
a lot of them went from making zero to like six figures and they just like went off like that. And I was sitting back here and I was comparing myself to them all the time. I'm just like, what the fuck, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing the inner work. I'm, I'm journaling, I'm meditating, I'm taking these programs, I'm implementing this stuff. What's wrong with me? But here's the thing. I was doing surface level work last year. Yeah. This year is when the deep shit started. This year is when I finally got under that surface layer. And then in March, I went on, um, I went into my first in-person retreat and I found my fucking voice that weekend. And one thing I want to share to you and your listeners is you can be doing the inner work and it may seem like you're not making that much progress, but I promise you. Mm Mm-hmm. I fucking promise you that you are doing the work, that you are making progress because you have to dig through the surface before you can find the roots. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to move the roots around before you can find the other roots. And maybe you have to, you know, branch off into one root system before you can find the middle section. Yep. It's all work. And we are all on our journey. We are all growing at our own pace. And I know I heard this when I was going through it and I'm just like, yeah, 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 whatever. What am I doing wrong still? How do I fix it? How do I do this? So I hear you if you're, if you're, uh, if you're thinking that as I'm saying this, because Mm -hmm. I've been there, but I promise you Mm -hmm. keep pushing, keep doing it. You're absolutely right. And I always say, see, I love your analogy of the rope because it just works with your business. But I always say the onion, right? There's an onion and you have to peel back all the layers and it gets, it gets stinkier and your eyes burn and like it gets harder and it gets harder. But when you get to the root, when you get, when you peel back the layers and you get to that, the, the center of the onion that is where the, that's where the healing happens. When we can get to the root of our core wounds, we can, massive leaps happen when you can identify it and own it and bless and release that shit Mm -hmm. and, and grow. And, um, I love that you bring that up because that's so true. You know, I, uh, we both started with a personal development book and we had two choices. We could continue reading personal development books and take a bit here and a bit there and a bit here and a bit there. And, um, which is what I did for many years. (laughs) I probably read them all. And I remember, I remember the pull to hire my first coach and, uh, I was terrified to invest. Fuck. I was so scared. And I, had grown so much. I had come so far, but I knew in my core that I couldn't go any further alone. I knew it. And, um, and I did what I knew I had to do. And I hired my coach and um, uh, exponential growth since that day, exponential growth, because she guided me. She guided me to the root of the issue she guided me through the healing process. And sometimes all you need it for is validation. That exactly. it's okay, right? Yes. Sometimes you pay big money just for someone to validate 
that your shit was fucking hard and that your shit is hard and that the pain matters because it's growth. And, um, and that when you get to the root, things will blossom, right? When we finally get there and we finally get to the root of the issue, you can, you can truly, truly blossom. It's just a wonderful thing. It's a truly beautiful thing. And as I always say, it's a journey. It's never ending. It's ever evolving. And when you heal one fucking wound, another one's going to rear its little ugly face to remind you that you're human and uh, that sometimes shit's still hard. But the beauty of this conversation and every other conversation that I have is that hard shit is just that. It's just hard. And we work through it and we work past it and we get to the next chapter, the next step, one foot in front of the other. And um, before you know it, as Sarah said, before you know it, you're in a totally different place and you're looking in the mirror and it's a totally different person. And, um, and it's worth every fucking hard step you have to take. It's worth every single one. For sure. Um, okay. So let's wrap this up. I want you to tell everybody where they can find you. Any cool upcoming projects you have currently going or upcoming projects? That you, no. What do you have going on right now and what's coming up for them real soon? Yeah. So I primarily hang out in my Facebook group. Um, you can find that on Facebook, uh, Sustainable Living with Project Homestead. I am getting more and more comfortable on Instagram. So you can find me there as well. Um, can't guarantee it'll be as frequent, but I do have both. And then as far as like what I current got, currently got going on, um, I do have a couple of programs that are evergreen. So you can get in at any time if you want to learn how to start a garden. I have Green Thumb Mastery if you want to learn how to can and preserve your own food. I have a canning course. Uh, I just released a kids program uh, for getting your kids involved in the garden. It comes with two activity books full of tons of amazing ideas and activity pages. I am launching another one called Growing Through Nature. I've got a lot of Yay. shit going on right now. Like I've got four brand new programs this That's year. So, good. Um, so Little Green Thumbs and Growing Through Nature are all about getting your kids outside, away from the screen, getting them involved in nature in some aspect or another, learning from nature, connecting to the earth, learning of where their food comes from, learning about bugs, and just being a fucking kid, okay? Um, yes. And then, you know, bringing my childhood into, into their lives. Good. And then um, next month, I launch my very first three to four week program, which is called the Path to Sustainability or the Path to Self-Sustainability. And it's going to be amazing. Like each week is a different theme. So we're going to make things, we're going to repair things, we're going to repurpose things, grow things. Like I literally, it's a full blown entry. Well, get yourself into living this lifestyle wherever you're at. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I will link Sarah's social media in the show notes so you guys can get it anytime you want it. You can follow her. You can learn from her. I'm super, super stoked every time she talks about all of her cool shit. And I really hope my cucumbers grow or I'm going to Sarah for help. <laughs> I'm like, please save my cucumbers. 
Anyways, darling, thank you so, so much for being here and sharing your story and stepping into your truth and sharing your vulnerability. I think you're a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul. And um, I'm so excited for my listeners to hear this one. Thank you.